Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Um, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Take his tip away from Yeah, You know what? That isn't that isn't my bad. That is Maddie's bad because it's not here. How dare you, sir? I'm like uh, Will Ferrell from Anchorman. I only read what is fucking in front of me. Um, Tigers defeat the Panthers. What a win! You know, like the good thing is, yeah, bloody oh, bloody oh, bloody oh. <laughs> they get off. They get on the duck egg. Um, what a fantastic win for the Tigers! Now, yeah, the, uh, it's one of those games where if you looked at the stats last week and you looked at the forward pack, the what they did, they won the meterage, they won pretty much everything, but they just couldn't execute. You know, Luke Brooks. Yeah, I think he hit two forty twenties. He was way more involved in the game. Api Corusau obviously had a fantastic game as well, but I just thought. It was a really, really gritty victory by the Tigers and something that they can build off that. They can be like, they haven't been that far off for the last month or so. So it's not like the season's just completely over for them. You know, they, it's not a situation where they go, oh, well, we've had such a poor start to the year. It's all over for us. They can build into a situation where, okay, maybe they may not make the eighth this year, but those combinations that are all new this season, I think Buller was really good last night. Fantastic. Um, you know, Coruscant, he's got an extra game under his belt. Then you've got, um, you know, they're missing, like Wakeham, it's only his, what, third game, second game with Brooks in the halves, I think. So, like, there's things to build on here. I think it's a, a really good win. Like, did the Panthers play their best game of footy? No, but that doesn't matter. The Tigers still got the job done. I thought it was a great win. Win's a win. Enjoy it. As ugly as it was. Gives a fuck how they come at the moment. If they come, great. And I don't think it's going to turn your season around miraculously or anything, but I think you can start to put some pride in that jersey, at least. Conditions, injuries, whatever. You came up against the Penrith Panthers side, who 
is one of the best in the modern era, in my opinion. You went toe-to-toe with them. You played better wet-weather footy. The conditions were wet-weather footy. You outplayed a minute, so credit to you. Enjoy it. I hope there's more. 90% completion rate. Confident. Yeah, in, in, that, in those conditions, that's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Like yeah. It shows you that there's a reaction there. There's a reaction to you know, the boys that they're – they're listening to the coaching staff. They're talking to each other. It matters. They they actually care, you know? And just the emotion you saw after from Appy, John Bateman, which was the one that stood out for me. Mm. Hopefully it can start to turn the tide for you. Yeah. I know these two. Are there any other Tigers fans in here? Three of you? Four of you? I tell you God, what. God, you deserve it. Love those Tigers jerseys, by yeah. the way, just quietly. Our main ones. Um, you've got a microphone there? Yeah. yeah. What's your question, brother? Um. The biggest thing for me was our effort plays. Mm. Like, we wouldn't be sitting last if we didn't give away those dumb penalties, but it was our kick chase and our repeat sets and completing at 90%, which was like night and day from the start of the year. I think it was very tough losing Dewey in that Parramatta game, but you can see from the bye and then the Manly game, we really built into something and now Look, we have the Dragons next week in Magic Ground. I'm not calling it early, but great game to build into, like, a string of wins. For sure. Mate, no, I, I totally agree. And the good thing, not the good thing, devastated for Dewey, but he's so dominant that sometimes maybe Brooks was a bit intimidated to, to, to overcall him and, and say, like, this is my team. Because Dewey is such a competitor that he's always on the ball. He always wants to attack, which is part of why Dewey is such a good player. But maybe the, the silver lining in such a bad situation with Dewey is maybe Brooksy now, like, for sure, if he can't overcall Wakeham, who is a, you know, he's a fringe player that, you know, he's doing his job, then he can't overcall anyone. So it, the positive from it is, is you go, Brooks, there's no one else, bro. We have we have literally no one else. We need you to run the show. And I think it's the first time in <coughs> quite a while where I've genuinely watched the Tigers and said, this is Brooks's team. This is Brooksy's team. Like I, I mentioned to you, Timmy, a, a few weeks ago, I was like, why is Adam Dewey doing all the kicking? Like, he's not a kicker of the footy. Like, he might do some decent bombs, but Brooksy is – he's a good – a decent kicker of the ball. Um, so I think you're right in regards to, like, yes, it sucks losing, losing Dewey, but – you know, maybe there's a world where it just really helps Brooks go, I am the guy now. It's it's fallen on my shoulders. Um, the first time uh, the other night in a while that I thought Luke Brooks wasn't second-guessing himself. Mm. First time I've seen him feel confident in the role that he's playing. I don't know if it was the weather that simplified everything, but I'd be saying to Brooksy, what you did the other night is all you have to do. Yeah. Just be involved. All you have to do. Just be involved, kick well. That's like it. Two 40-20s in a game, like yeah. in wet weather. That's when you. That's what I guess would be so frustrating for Tigers fans is like I know Brooksy gets absolutely smashed all the time and and to be fair, like outside of the stupidly negative comments that are attacking him as a person, it's it's fair. Like he's on a big contract and he hasn't delivered for quite quite amount of, like a substantial amount of time. But then you see games like this and you go, this kid's got a bunch of talent. Like you know, it's it's there. It just needs to be brought out. Uh, did you have any questions, mate, at all? I look. I think in a team that had a good structured seven, I'd have him as a six. But I just think of the Tigers. You're desperate for a guy with experience that can lead a team around, and you know he's probably the man to do it. Um, if you could find, if you could, the funny thing is, is like you had the seven. It was his name's Jackson Hastings. 
And he said, nah, don't want none of that. Yeah, yeah he's 13. <laughs> my God, my God. Uh, so, like, I agree with Guru in the sense of, like, look, does it mean they're going to turn their season around and go out and tail every team up? Like, no, I don't think that. But I also agree with you. Dragons, when you look at the two teams on paper, go through player for player, especially in the forward pack, there's an argument to say outside of maybe Benny Hunt that the Tigers have a better forward pack than, you know, and even some of their outside backs could eat, like compare to the outside backs of the Dragons. So it's it's a winnable game. Um, got a Tigers fan there? What do you, I love that you've all got this, the same old school jerseys. <laughs> Fucking mad. Great jersey. Yeah, a lot of Bowmane getting about. Just quietly. Just quietly. So the, the west side of things. Just quietly. Uh, bloke jerseys. Bloke jerseys available on bloke.shop. Just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, do you think this changes our season at all? Because we did the same thing last season with the Eels and the South. And then we just went straight down shit road again. Mm. And... <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that, anywhere, is that anywhere near Shit Creek? Or? <laughs> <laughs> We've been to all of them. <laughs> but, like... You got same place, uh, Raiders Room without Jackie White. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> I thought, I thought the Sunday night pop was going to be a thing of beauty. We had a few beers, had a bit of a laugh. Bloody hell. <laughs> oh, mate, I love the Raiders. I love the Raiders. I'm joking. I'm joking. It scares me if Brooks starts playing like this consistently mm. that we will re-sign him and he will go straight back. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I, I, I've loved him. He gives his heart and soul, but Tigers and his team. Yeah. He needs to move on. And if Schuster wants to come, you guys can have Brooks. A good old switchy roo. He can try out his six, but I just don't see how it changes anything. Yeah, like, look, I think the difference though between this year and last year is Appy Corris out at nine. I think that, you know, that does, that's a, huge, it's a big difference. And Appy Corris, if you don't have Appy Corris out last night, you just probably don't win. And I think that, like, eventually the, te- the forward pack and the team around him are going to start to click into gear around Appy and, and really get the benefit because what did you see Appy's first few games? I mean... What about Appy being brought off the bench at the Tigers? <laughs> and no one was there. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas as they play more footy together, they'll be there and they'll, they'll understand that this is the kind of player Appy is. So, um, I, as I said, do I think it's going to completely change everything at the Tigers? No. But you have a way better roster than you did last year. You got... Johnny Bateman, Papali'i, <coughs> Coruscant, um, you know, and Buller, I think he, he may be what you need at the back there. He's only been two games, but he's energetic. He's a natural fullback. He's quite a good, uh, strong ball runner. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, like, it's just you're not in the same position as you were last year because your roster is better. That's, that's what I think, even though I still don't think he's going to make the eight or, or, or anything like that. But... The more games Happy Coruscant can lead the team around, the more used to you guys are. And who knows? Alex Twelve could get over the strike. Over the strike. Oh. <coughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. One of the one of the goats. One of the goats. How was uh, so on Buller, who was outstanding? Like first things first, it's one game. We don't get. Oh, sorry, Tigers fans, you don't get too excited, but enjoy every bit of this because so well deserved. So excited for you all. Bullard was outstanding. Like the pass he threw and the confidence he had to throw in those conditions in his second game in the NRL against the dual defending premiers, 
the pass for Noffa, Noffa's 100th try in the NRL, so that was a bit of a full circle moment after a tumultuous time in his career, Noffa. I love that. The tackle he made on Nathan Cleary was bloody outstanding. Like, I'm still talking about how he didn't score a try from yeah. that. And Bullard just going whack, pops out. What a moment that was. And the other one I want to touch on was, I know it was, it was like tough conditions to really assess players, but Stafford Toa, like he, I feel like yeah. he's an NRL player, isn't he? Yeah. He's done so much good in, in a short amount of time. I, he just I, needs I, time position. in a position, yeah. you know, time to build. Because um, he's just got, like he is, <laughs> if you actually go through his highlights, even when he was at the Knights, he's had moments where he's skinned some of the best outside backs in the game. He just needs consistent rugby league in first grade. Yeah. Another bloke I want to shout out though, David Clemmer was huge last night. He was huge. 23 runs, 215 metres, 86 post contact, 25 tackles, zero misses, two offloads. That's against the premiership winning forward pack. And look, yeah, does the, the uh, did the weather suit his style of play? For sure. Like, is he the, a quick play of the ball kind of guy? No. But I just don't think he gets um, enough appreciation for the <coughs> consistent amount of meterage he can get. As I said, is he going to get you a quick play of the ball all the time? No, he's not. But sometimes you just need meterage. Um, I think Stefano is slowly progressing this season as well uh, because he's a guy that if the Tigers are going to ever make the eight um, over the next you know, two or three years, Stefano's got to be... He, He's basically got to do what Payne is doing at the Broncos. Now, obviously, he's not on Payne's level, but Payne is that front rower that came out of no, not nowhere at the Broncos, but led our pack from bottom of the table into the top eight, hopefully this year. And I think Stefano's got to have like a similar role at the Tigers. Um, I loved his chase down last week of Tom Trevojevic. I just thought that was such a good example of a young fella that if he keeps doing efforts like that, it'll come. Like those big games, they will come. So... Yeah, Tigers fans, obviously it's not like a grand final win, but just enjoy it. Like, fuck. Fucking don't let anyone, don't let anyone fucking bring you down with it because fuck it. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> maybe, maybe. And, and also I want to give a shout out to me, boy, one, literally one of my favourite players, Alex 12, 55 minutes off the bench, 16 runs, 173 metres, 67 post contact. 36 tackles. And how many tackles did he miss, Timmy? I'm going to go zero, Fucking mate. big zero. <laughs> Twally doesn't miss tackles. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic victory for the Tigers. Well done. Do we have any Panthers fans in here? Yeah, yep, we do. Panthers fan and Panthers Mate, is it um, panic stations? Is, the, is, it, is a dynasty over? What, what's happening? <laughs> Told my mates not even to talk to me for like two weeks. So I was... <laughs> How's it feel to finally, yeah, lose a game? Oh, th this season's been odd, I reckon. It's like we're four wins, four losses. Mm. I just think our attack's been shocking. Like, we had those two games against, like, Manly and um, the Raiders where we attacked really well. Yeah. But other than that, like, we're losing, we're losing like, close games this year. Like, whereas, like, the last couple of years, like, I think, especially with the loss of, like, Appy and Kicks and that, like, they were really, like, big moment players. Mm. And, um... Yeah, it's, it's really difficult for me to put into words like and assess it because it's, yeah, I, it's sort of, it's early days still, like there's a lot of season left, but um, yeah, I definitely don't think at the moment we should be premiership favourites. Do you think that they've been too conservative with Sonny Luke and they should have just put him in straight away to get as much runs on the board or no? <sighs> He's still got 51 minutes on the weekend. There's not really that 
large enough of a sample size yet. Yeah. Like he's, you know, he's been in and out of games, like playing 20 minutes here and then another game he'll play like 40 minutes. But um, I don't know. It's it's the hook, the hooking position is really difficult for us this year. Yeah. So The only reason why I say two conservatives is like the more time he has on the field playing with Luai and Cleary, the more they're going to understand each other. And we see like these flashes of <coughs> brilliance from Sonny, Luke, but we also still still see that kind of cluggy, like, you know, a stop-start kind of attack because they're not used to each other playing. Definitely time on the field's big yeah. for him because, yeah. like, you can see, and I know you guys have touched on it before, like, fifth tackle options and stuff like that when, you know, Appy would know, you know, ball to Nathan, ball to Jerome, we're doing this set play. Yeah. I think Sonny's just not quite used to that yet. I think yeah. he just needs more time. Um I'd be interested to see, like, probably halfway through this year how he's tracking, mm. um, just with more time on the field and, you know, just getting uh, – well, yeah, like a lot more time with Nathan Jerome. But, mm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite difficult to assess at the moment. Would you select – are you in New South Wales room? Would you select Luai or, or Hines at six? Okay. I don't think Luai's been in this year. I don't yeah. think he's been playing bad, but he's just not doing anything to, I think, warrant selection. Mm. I think Hines is just – like, I think everyone here can attest to how well he's playing. Yeah, yeah. Is that... Anderson, <laughs> <laughs> would you go Luai or Hines, New South Wales? I have been um, chatting with a couple of people and I would put Luai in for the first game and I would have Nero on the bench and it may be <laughs> a controversial thing, but I just think that it's something that you we have done so many times is just constantly switching out players all the time quickly doing it and i just think that you know it's the first game you can't like the second game is always the determiner mm. like you might as well go for something you know and if even if you just plays like like you switch out early and you switch out nico that's always that opportunity i think that mm. you should start luai because you, you get that confidence mm. that you know that you've ha you've used these players before but I just like, you know, I love Nico and I think he's been playing amazingly. I, and I do agree that Luai has been having not the best of the season. But I just think that you try and just keep up with consistency. Yeah, it's it's such a tough call. It's because, you know, that that is, you're right, the knock on New South Wales is, is like the chopping and changing. As I said, if you had asked me last week, I would have said you start Luai just because he's been there, he's done it. And yes, he didn't win last year, but he was a part of the record win, mm. I think, the year before. But at this, but after watching Hines on the weekend, it's just like, just too, just too yeah, good. Yeah, I don't think it is. Yeah. <coughs> he's too hot. He's too hot. I, I don't think he's that tough a call. I think you just have to get Nico in there. And it's, it's not even a huge criticism on, on Luai because he could play this year and do fine and we very well may win this series. But Nico Hines is, like, arguably the best half in the comp in, on form at the moment, not overall. Yeah. He's unbelievable. You could literally... There's an argument that he's in better form than Cleary right now. I think he is in better form then. Mm. It's like we've had this conversation a yeah. few times last week. He's not a better player, but mm. in, on current form... Yeah. And, like, reigning Dalian medalist, he's been exceptional on return this year. I just think it's madness if you don't pick him at 5'8". Look, as a Queenslander, are you sitting there going, do you want Jerome Luai coming at you or Nico Hines? Well, the only thing I would say with Hines, and, and it may not translate, and I would love to see the stats on it. Maddie, could you get the stats on errors? In origin, you can't make errors. And mm. so I just wonder whether Hines, even though it's okay in clubland to make three errors and then... In, in origin, it's almost like a, 
Uh, that's being super pessimistic about Hines, whereas like Luai doesn't tend to make as many errors yeah, as um, Hines. Again, that's, I'm being super pessimistic. And here. I think one thing in Nico's favour there, like I would be surprised if there was a player in the NRL outside of Hooker who has more touches per game mm, than Nico does. That's a good point. In attacking situations, he goes from side to side to side. Yeah, that's a good point. He kicks, he does everything. Errors are going to happen. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. What have we got there, Matty? Uh, Luai's made one more error, but Hines missed the first four weeks. So Hines is making about two a game, yep. whereas Luai's making about one a game. So not that dramatic. Not, not I think when you take into consideration Tim's point, which I completely he agree with. He touched the ball way yeah. more. Yeah. God, yeah, because if he plays both sides of the rock, he... Yeah. He'd, he'd honestly, he'd probably touch the ball double what Luai does. That's how yeah. much he... I'll find um, out very shortly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough argument because you can see both sides. It's like... The, People always say, oh, New South Wales, you just chop and change. It's all you do. But it's the Dalian player that's killing it right now. I'd also say just by eyeballing Penrith, you fans might know more, but I would say that Luai's probably touching the ball less than what he has the previous years because Nath is so much more ball dominant at the moment. Too, With Hoskins. So. What, what are your thoughts on Hoskins on the edge there? On the edge there. Yeah. Um, I think we're just like injuries as well. Like we're missing, missing fish a lot. Like yeah, he's really massive. powerful through the middle. Mm. And like Liam Martin, like what's doing there? Like he came back for that mm. one game, hamstring was all right. And then he's tweaked it, but then they don't really have. Well, there's whispers he may not even be ready for Origin. Yeah. I don't think he's going to play Origin 1. It's crazy. So, so Nico averaging about 70 receipts a game, touches, drove Luai 40. So, so almost double. double. Yeah, wow. It's been good, but. Oh, I love Just Hoskins. solid, like good line running. I I actually wish Broncos kept... I, at the time, I felt like Hoskins was our best back row form-wise. And it says a lot if Penrith are coming and signing a player with the depth that you guys had. I I think that once your hooker situation is sorted, the, the number nine... I would consider you still premiership favourites. Still optimistic. It's yeah. just like... It's just real... It's just up and messy down. at the moment. You probably played one 80-minute Panthers game, yeah. I reckon. Outside of that, it's been a bit... I think at the moment with Penrith too, like, I think most teams, if they were missing an Australian back rower, in my opinion, probably the most dominant front rower in the game outside of Payne Haas. Also, Isaac Tungo, I know he's not, like, playing heaps of rep games, but I think he's a top-ten centre. Mm. You know, that Eisenhoof injury does not help us. Like, yeah, either, no, like, true. That's, you know, True. that's just another one. For but I feel like for a number of teams, you'd make the excuse they're missing their best front row, they're missing their best back row. You don't really talk about it that you much. Yeah, talk about it with Penrith. Because yeah. you just expect they'll and do they it. Lost. That we've just got replacements yeah. for that, and then our replacements are getting injured, and yeah. it's just like, you know. And then you add on the fact that you lost Kikau, you lost Appy. Yep. Um, yeah, look, as I said, I, I think I think you agree, or we will agree, is like once that nine role is kind of locked in, I think he's a good. I reckon I'd like to see Sonny play more, just, like yeah, okay. just more minutes. Mm. Um, I think that there was a lot of confidence coming into this game, especially with the speculation of like Nathan not playing and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, you know, as much as I love Penrith, we're really good at doing like, just like, oh, we've, we're going so well. We're back-to-back premiers. Yeah. You know, Tigers lost or let's let's rest Nathan mm. and I was like it's just you know it's something that they, they shouldn't be considering especially before like Oregon yeah. I just reckon even if it's even if you're at the bottom of the table mm. you shouldn't like it's just nothing you should be considering it's like a, a bad mindset to be going yeah, into a game because you should with. be going into a game 
with your full like if you have players that are good to play mm. and they're your 80 minute players they should be playing yeah. and not being rested unless they have that injury or they have a sickness or something like you know it's just like you should be playing it's that competitiveness that mm. like you know that showing up 100% yeah. of the game because it's just like when I saw that I was like I was like god the Tigers are gonna win mm. I just like you know I even though we have such an amazing team and obviously we're one back to back but the the fact that they even considered like Nathan out like it just like it just brings like everyone's like oh we'll be alright without him mm. like it's just like Send, sends the wrong message it to sends the wrong message yeah. and it sends the wrong message to the whole team yeah and then and then you know it just it just cascades from that so. yeah no no it's, it's it's a really good point it's really and it like you have you have to ask the question did did the panthers take tigers as seriously as they would have taken the rabbitos you know probably yeah. not and i agree and disagree to some extent i think that i think ivan is well aware of the situation you're in that you've been to three grand finals in a row that's three origin series in a row that's off the back of a world cup he knows you've got a long way to go it's you know the season's an extra week longer this year as well to add to that and I, I just think he's well aware of trying to manage guys he's got liam martin who he tried to play through an injury who's now missed X amount of time. He's got Nathan Cleary. Like, there's obviously something wrong with Nathan. He hasn't goal kicked in two weeks. Yeah. Um, mm. Your point to Sonny Luke playing more minutes. I've been sitting on this desk for 10 weeks going, what is going on? Why is he playing? Like, he's injured as well. They're just carrying a lot of guys that I think they're just trying to manage through and just survive until the last month of the season. I think you will see guys get rested here and there. See, I, I, think, I think that, like, if you have an injury, you should just not – it shouldn't be even talked about rested – it should be you either can or you can't play. Yeah. I, I don't – I kind of uh, agree with you in regards to, like, you either can or you can't play. Like, for example, Liam Martin retwinging. If there was any evidence that he could potentially retwinge, he should have been rested. So then, like, you could it's, – it's sending two messages because it's like, well, is Ivan making them play through injury when he shouldn't be? Mm. Or is he resting them because they're up against a team that they should beat? Um yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I think that if you've got a niggly injury that is potentially um, could go, you just you should be rested. You shouldn't be risking it, and and any team like you shouldn't be. If you're got a, a hammy or a bad injury, you shouldn't be risking playing when you know you cannot. Mm. And like as we saw, like Poe with the concussion thing, he had those extra weeks off. He went and got those things on because you know you couldn't risk it. Mm. You know, although there was the, like <coughs> the dis. Like describe like around him like starting off the bench. I might have been the best thing. They're playing because they're doing that because it's what's best for the player. And you know, it might not be what us fans want, mm. but you know that that's that long term. Mm. That's that long term mm. decision. Yeah, that you have to yeah, make. for sure. No, it's uh, it, it's a good point in regards to like what message are you sending to the team and that because the Panthers they should you obviously should have won that game. They they clearly went into it with a with a mindset. And oh, I'm sure Ivan Cleary said it in the post match press conference. I will say if Cleary is carrying a quarter or whatever, absolutely do not play him. Like no way, especially with Origin around the corner. And also, is are in the top eight? Is are going to make the eight? Like you're going to make the four for, sh- not well, for sure. Well, I think but. that's what it's about for them. It's not about it's about locking in a top. And I think that's why they played Nathan on the weekend because they want to lock in a top four spot before Origin arrives. Because then the whole squad's going to disappear for X amount of weeks, or the important guys anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I look at it more like they're sitting currently on 10 points. Yeah, we're like equal to Storm. Yeah, and so it's like 
you're only one win outside the four. If I'm, if Nathan Cleary has a quad injury, I am absolutely not playing him. Because when, like, if he does hurt his quad, then like, what, what's New South Wales? Like, you know, like it's it's that bigger consequence. Mm. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, now on to, I guess I'm saying. Oh, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if, I wouldn't be surprised if that decision was left in Nate's hands and he made the decision to play. I think it's like the same. It's not the same as Tommy because Tommy got massive history. But I think sometimes, like as coaches, you just got to go, mate. You are way too important to be yep. risking tearing you. Because like the problem with like soft tissue is, is once let's say you did a big tear. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. That, that can be recur- recurring for fucking, you know... A hammy tear, for example, once you do it once, fuck, it can happen again and again. So uh, I wonder whether um, it will be interesting to see like what the Panthers do. Clearly they've got niggles. Mm. It'll be interesting to see what they do in regards to resting players because the, the, their schedule's only going to get crazier when Origin comes around. They're, what, two weeks away from a crazy schedule? And what, you had a bye three weeks ago? Yeah. Two weeks ago? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but Penrith. They're sweet. They'll be sweet. I would be shocked if they're not in the top four at the end of the year. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.